Welcome to Advanced Fashion Disruption, with co-hosts Benson Roberts III and Megan Somerville, where we discuss the tragic, the predatory, the glory, and the deep beauty of fashion. Hey, Benson, how are you doing? I am just peachy. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Happy that, Tuesday to you. That, that did not even sound convincing. Uh, <laughs> I'm great. I'm fucking <clears throat> great. Uh, you know, no, I'm I'm okay. I'm actually okay. Um, the, the weekend was tough. Um, you know, processing what we talked about in our phone of fashion friend Friday, which is more like phone and angry political friend Friday. Um, but I've processed and I've been doing some work. I had a great fitting uh, with, with my new client on Friday afternoon. Um, the new pattern was perfect. Um, so yeah, it's been a good weekend. My dogs are good. I'm down to five dogs in the house. Uh, the last two will leave on the second. And then it'll just be me and my three pups unless somebody books some dog care. And, well, I bet it's been uh, kind of nice to have um, a lot of different personalities kind of running through the atelier. Yeah, well, they're not all upstairs. Uh, four of them are crate trained, and they're really hanging in crates downstairs and getting about five hours a piece outside. I go outside and do a lot of my work. Um, uh, well, not the sewing work, but like I'll sit and read with them. They get an hour in the each group gets an hour in the morning and an hour in the afternoon and then they get a nighttime walk so that they're all getting plenty of air and exercise and then i alternate who can run around the first floor which is empty and who stays in crates i just i can't babysit that many dogs my limit was supposed to be six and the seventh dog actually pushed me over as i thought it would um and that's my new dog my belgian shepherd she's she's a little timid about other dogs i think the rest of them would probably be fine but i don't know that i need that much dog hair in my atelier but it's comfortable downstairs. It's cool. It's quiet. Um, they can occasionally bark at people walking by. Uh, they have toys and water, and they're all in massive uh, um, um, crates. None of them are in constricting crates. There's plenty of room in all of them. It's like a zoo down there. And I love them. I spend time with all of them. So it's kind of cool. I can't believe I get paid to play with dogs. It's crazy. But I love it. Anyway, uh, what are we talking about today? Enough of my babbling. Blah, 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 blah. Well, I know it's a little bit um, self-indulgent um, because it is kind of a pr heart project for me. But I really want to talk about um, black and tan, um, which if people who are new to it's stuff beer. that I do. Are we huh? talking about beer? No, I'm talking about the black and tan fashion challenge that I used to host in Austin. That sounds so familiar. <laughs> you have an incredible outfit. What do you mean? Could, could you remind me what that is? No, that was that was. Uh, I think that I uh, um, blogged about it before I even participated in it, and I said that this is what fashion shows could be. That was my first statement. I that that was the fashion event of the year. I'm sorry, Mr. Uh, MS and your AX by SU and fuck you, Dan Patrick. Um, <laughs> sorry, that, that just knock out. Talking about Texas. And now have Tourette's. Uh, <laughs> ah, um, no, but it, it, it literally was like it, it, it was a better event than Austin Fashion Week, and it was it was one show that had. No, 30 designers 
brilliant stuff. Tell me, tell me, tell. Let's tell. Let's tell our listening listening audience what the Black and Talent Challenge was, um, how it progressed to uh, fabric techniques, um, and then we're going to talk about why the Black and Tan Fashion Challenge was. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I think that first for um, me personally is that I was really seeing the beginning stages of what we have created a realization of through this podcast of like needing a forum of expertise and needing challenging peers um, of similar um, competency and ability to be challenged um, to make things that they've never made before. And um, so black and tan for me was a way to really unite my community, my fashion community, by giving them fabric, participants that wanted to do it, giving them fabric, and setting forth rules of, okay, so you want to participate in this show about your skill. You have to use this fabric. 90% of your finished garment has to be with this fabric. I want to see what you do. I want to see that create that creativity come out of something that I literally couldn't look at any longer. <laughs> I mean, I literally had so many yards, so many bolts of fabric of it that I was just like, I can't, I can't look at this again. I need new eyes. And so for me, it was a way to put new eyes on it. And you had an entire 10 by 20 storage unit of, of excess fabric from your uh, bra manufacturing. Yeah, I did. It was massive. Like, I, I was like, goodness, I thought my little little portion of fabric stored in my storage unit was impressive. But we went to that one, and I'm like, holy God. I, I, I remember opening the door. You were on the side lot, so you had a sort of a raised um, yep. um, unit. And we opened the door, and stuff just started tumbling out. Like, wow, this is intense. So yeah. so why the black and tan? Um, most of the fabrics that I had in that storage were either beige or quote unquote skin tone. <clears throat> and I really hate that as a term for the laundry industry. Um, we can come back to that some other time. <laughs> but um, it was either that or um, a dyed goods in black. And so um, the idea was there was an abundance of fabric that I knew that I would not be able to manufacture in its life cycle. It had it was no longer bringing me inspiration. And would there be a way to give this fabric to other designers to see what they could do with it and turn it into a competition? And part of that competition was then adding a design element to their garment that had to be some type of sur surface design that was assigned to them randomly. And the surface design, you could love it, you could hate it, it could be the size of a postage stamp, I really didn't care. All I wanted to do was have you try it. And some people really embraced it and found a new voice for their own fashion lines, which I was just like, this is incredible. And some people are like, I hated this thing. I'm never going to do it again. I'm going to trash talk it. <laughs> um, and then there were other people who are like, you know, I really met um, 
people while doing this, or I learned something about myself as a designer that I didn't know before doing this. And that was the whole freaking point. And I will tell you, I remember um, that happened. Did that happen before I won the Austin Fashion Award or after? I think after. it happened after. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I remember thinking maybe I would play that first time and enter. And I thought, you know what? Shouldn't win two things in a row with a bunch of crusty assholes that already hate me for winning the award that they never did. Um, but I, I looked at, at uh, Mark and I said, this is so fucking brilliant. She is giving them so many yards of free fabric they have room to try shit and fuck up and it's not going to cost them money. And in that situation, a sense of freedom and boldness and bravery came because if they fucked up 10 yards of their 85,000 yards, no big deal. They had right. 10 more yards Let's to try. Do it again. <laughs> yeah. So no, I, and, and uh, I, I think that, that when I did enter uh, in the season two or three of, of the show, um, we talked about that. And then the last time before you left for, for, for Detra, I, I laughed so hard. You're like, you have to take 45 yards of the tan. <laughs> the stretch fabric. And no, it was brilliant. Like, I still, I actually, I, I kept mine. And I kept, so uh, many people have kept it. They're like, are uh, you going to do it? And I'm like, no, I don't no, know. No. I'm no, expecting I... it like an entire ye, you know, like. <laughs> well, look, look at, this, at this point in time, if they do it into the black and tan challenge, they had better have some fucking couture that floats. <laughs> no, when, when I realized that, that like, like life had progressed for you and we probably, because we talked about doing it back and forth for a couple of years. And I'm like, you know what? She's, she's got babies. She got another baby on the way. She's building a whole life in, in Denver. Um, I, I started using it as liners. I use it. I still yeah. have a huge, I, I think I still have 40 yards of it. Ms. Bat gave me her 45 yards, and I think I've gone through one of the stacks of 45 yards. So I, And it's great stuff. It dies like a motherfucker, too, by the way. Yeah, it does. It's a good dying one. Yeah, and, and that's what the company um, made our underwear out of for years and years <laughs> right, no, and years. No, 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 I swear I was going to make a, 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 a bikini out of 45 <laughs> yards. Just to be an asshole. <laughs> here's my here's my product. It's a micro bikini, a topless well, micro bikini. And I think that um, when I moved here and I had a lot of momentum um, working with an individual who, um, and I'll I'll go ahead and put in the story notes um, that they unalived themselves um, because of somebody else in Austin, they were actually going to take over um, the production of black and tan. And um, that was going to live on in Austin and be something um, that would have been a legacy um, for me there. And so in a lot of ways, I'm really sad um, that things happened the way that they did, but I was super emotional about how that happened and I really couldn't bring myself to get all that stuff together again, all by myself again. Um, and especially in a city that I don't live in any longer, it didn't feel 
honest. It didn't feel germane. I, it was something that I wanted to leave with the city um, as opposed to bring it back to the city. So, um, but like, like all good things, um, you know, the origins of black and tan are with a project with my mom and with the weaving guild in central Texas. Right. And, um, we set up, um, various weavers from the weaving guild who, um, could choose to weave whatever they wanted to, but they had to donate it slash give it over to a designer who could do whatever they wanted to with that woven with that hand wow. woven. I remember, I, I remember that one too. That was fucking brilliant. And that's how black and tan really started was this, um, weaving guild event to really spark people's creativity about like, okay, if I were to weave something, I, this is the delicious thing that I would want to pull out of my stash, or this is the thing I want to get rid of to see what somebody can do with this awful piece of fabric, which is my, my take on it. Um, but um, I think that um, it keeps resurfacing for me because it, it was such a valuable tool in learning that there was life outside of my own myopic design vision and um, that I really got a spark by seeing what other people did with the same thing. And I, and I think that that's kind of what's kind of pushing us, pushing us, pushing us towards this next iteration um, of that. No, it was brilliant. The year I did it, I of course left nothing tan because you know I, you know me in beige. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says me in beige. And that year you gave us a stabilized Pico, super mm -hmm. shiny, and I dyed it the most delicious shade of beetle wing green with a gold undertone, and did an Afro futurist piece. And um, this was years before uh, Black Panther. And, and my look would have been perfect in Black Panther. I had the, uh, I am Hannah Lachey, wonderful young performer. As a model, I had had this beautiful Victorian thing done with all the ruching in the world. And then my model dropped out and the only other model available was a full foot and a half shorter. Mm -hmm. So I created that like uh, in two days. Yeah. And I didn't win. Uh, and both winners told me they thought I should have won. And I'm like, no, they, they got it right. Oh, my God. Yeah, the, the winners so deserve to win. But I remember being there, and I thought, unlike the Austin Fashion Week mashup and all of the other shit that they were pulling, even though we were competing for a win, and I think that year there was a cash prize even. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. imagine paying designers for their work. Um, the camaraderie and the fraternity and the sorority energy there was amazing. Everyone was was um, uh, uh, just effusive with with praise for everyone else's work. Um, uh, that was the year that you added fabric techniques to yeah. the challenge to, to make it even more challenging. Mm -hmm. And I remember that um, many of the designers didn't have the money to go out and buy the book. I happened to have the PDF of the book, so I sent that to just anyone that needed it. Mm -hmm. And that yielded some of the most amazing work. 
And I think it really leveled some people up in a way that they weren't even expecting. Right. And I, I was like a proud soccer mom. Like you hold that trophy. Hi. You hold that. <laughs> no, I, 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 uh, uh, um, hold on a second. I'm getting a text. Totally fair. Real life happens every day. Uh, auto pay. Okay. My new business partner is giving me access to her Microsoft office. And I said, wait a minute, uh, mine's working again. So apparently they build one of the alternate cards that now actually has money on it. And she's like, what do you want me to stop? I said, no, 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 go through with it. Cause you've got a license for five people to use it and mm-hmm. I will stop auto pay. Yay. Business. Uh-huh. We save money where we save money. Look, I, I, every month I give them enough money to buy two good bolts or two good cones of thread. I'd rather buy the thread. Um, so, uh, I, as a designer, um, I, I, none of the fabric, none of the, none of the, the fabric manipulation techniques were going to be that difficult for me. That's why, like, the first piece that I did was, you guys would have just shit yourselves <laughs> because my, my, my technique was double-sided ruching. Okay, whatever. And I'm like, well, then every fucking piece is going to be double side ruched. So I made every piece 10 times longer and ruched it down to scale. Every single piece in the Victorian gown, every single piece was ruched um, and then crushed and pressed and dyed. And, uh, and, and, and I still came up with something. Uh, the way I cropped that hooded dress and turned it into a, a, a cropped hooded dress that was sort of a, a, a bi-level, that actually sort of became part of my collection because I liked it so fucking much. And I remember I, I painted some um, some beautiful um, symbols on it. Um, it just it, it was such I had so much fun, and walked away with a very different view of of the designers within Austin, outside of the the shit show 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 shit show, uh, and, and and a venue where we were all there to support each other. I thought this is actually a great little community, and I loved it so much, and I was so looking forward to kicking everyone's ass the following year. Um, so we're not doing that again, necessarily. We're no. doing something that's based on the bones of it. Did we Absolutely. tell them what it is? I think that it's an opportune time to introduce it and get some feedback um, from people who have maybe participated in the past and um, want to talk about their experience or um people who want to participate because i think that um it's going to have um a surprising added value um this year um yeah. as, as it's come back um no, so. I, I mean i don't know who conceived of doing this but whoever it was was fucking brilliant <laughs> um so go ahead you tell you tell um Benson and I and Rachel have uh, started a Rachel Elspeth Gross. Let's Rachel let's Elspeth say wait, Gross. There's more than one Rachel. It's true, and uh, we have started a nonprofit, and it's called the Voices of Global Fashion. And the Voices of Global Fashion are going to be hosting um, a design challenge um, specifically to help our designer friends in the Ukraine. Um, And 
Um, so maybe you want to share some details since I've been doing a lot of talking. You should see how many wave files I see on this page. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's you know I'm usually the one that's just on and on. I'm 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 perfectly happy to let you uh, uh, carry on and talk about it. No, um, so what we're going to do is we're going to take the bones of the black and tan challenge. We're going to create three new skeletons out of that 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 amazing uh, um, ancestor. And the first challenge is going to be called the colors of Ukraine. Instead of black and tan, um, it's going to be the colors of the Ukrainian flag, which is a golden yellow and a true blue. And we are working right now. Um, the reason we formed the nonprofit was because that will help us to get fabric. We would like to be able to supply 10 to 20 yards of each color to all of the designers involved. Um, the second uh, skeleton is the professional level of the challenge. These are for people who have established careers. Uh, the first level is for independent designers who are working on having full-time established careers. And the third skeleton is for the educational. It's for the students, students who are enrolled in fashion courses around uh, North America. And originally we conceived of this just for North America, but we've decided that since this is going to be a way to raise funds for um, Angel for Fashion, uh, Jen Sittery's amazing project, and she's 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 aware of this and working on this with us. Um, thank you, Jen. Shout out to Jen. Um, I I think that uh, it may end up being open to a global uh, uh, array of designers. Right, and, and so uh, like this first challenge that we're doing um, really has kind of caught the. Um, the telephone game <laughs> fire in that people are outside of the U.S. are already excited about um, this particular challenge. And so, um, you know, creating a nonprofit so that going forward that we can help Ukrainian designers, but that we can have a larger global voice right. for fashion help really was the idea behind um, this dream vision that you had about um, what this was called. And, and really, as we started talking about how to manifest it, um, it was bringing um, this design skeleton from the past <laughs> forward to, to make it happen. The skeleton of our ancestor, the Black and Tan mm -hmm. Challenge. No, and you know, uh, um, it began with the idea of let's help, let's help these Ukrainian designers mm -hmm. and fashion houses. And um, I realized that Ukraine is not the only place that fashion designers suffer. Uh, right now, it, it is it is uh, definitely the place where where they are suffering the greatest. But there are people all over the globe uh, who have crises. Uh, independent designers, massive major brand designers, infrastructures fail, get wiped away, earthquakes, uh, and no one really ever reaches out to help. The American design industry, uh, Ampar. Uh, was quite lovely in raising funds for AIDS and different things, but we were always just sort of focused on our own people. And I think that that um, that sort of myopic uh, uh, vision or lack of vision is unfortunate. So um, 
I had a dream. I had a dream that that Megan and I were at, on some podium at some uh, like Tokyo apparel fair, and they introduced us as the voices of global fashion. And I went, oh, wow. Okay, so we claimed it, and we're moving forward with it. So who's going to play? Who do you think will play? I'm going to play. Um, I Well, I know that you and I are um, being challenged at this very moment to get our pieces done so that we can get as much of our PR stuff um, squared away this next week um, so that we can issue the challenge on our website um, to everybody. Uh, but it is a lot of this back-end work that you and I have been doing, and it's not just been... I'm sitting, listening to horrific news or <laughs> trying to get um, our dogs to behave or our children to behave or any number of things going on in normal life. Um, but like there are big things on the horizon, not just for um, us as designers, but ways that we can give back. And I really felt like black and tan was my my give back to Austin and I'm sad that it's not something that really took off there or was able to um, have a, um, an extended life. But I would love to see this type of challenge bring focus to different fashion communities all over the world so that we can better understand each other through the same fabric. Uh, yes. Yes, yes, and yes. And I don't think that the black and tan challenge is dead. It is right now an ancestor, but I think that we can reanimate that corpse. And I have ideas about that. I think that that is going to be a great challenge for uh, students perpetually. I think that that can be a self-perpetuating um, challenge for students globally. So I, I don't think that that is, uh, that is a done deal yet. I just want to put that out there. Um, <laughs> Because I have a lot of black and tan shirt left over from the store. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Do you have any black and tan shirt left? Oh, God. If you saw yeah, my yeah, storage yeah, room yeah. that I still have, you'd be like, right. Megan, okay. Megan, Megan, Megan. We, we need to do black. Can we turn this all into yellow and blue? Um, no, I, I, I think that that, that, that was such, such – and, you know, I, I think this is also the time to um, sort of draw back the curtain a little bit about our process, our process and why, why this is called advanced fashion disruption. We, two or three years ago before the pandemic, began something called advanced fashion challenge, mm -hmm. which was basically going to be um, the voices of global fashion's colors of Ukraine, but still with black and tan, but at a much higher level. So this has been gestating with us for a while. And of course, when we decided to podcast, we were going to call it Advanced Fashion Challenge, but some bastard had that name. And I said, you know what, Megan, it's not even about the challenge anymore. That is, that is definitely a component of what we're doing. But what do you think about disruption? Because I want to disrupt the whole goddamn ball of wax. I want to mm -hmm. melt it down and recreate it in an image that actually serves um, uh, everyone who's involved in it, as well as the retailers and the end result users. And, and hence, AFD was born. And you loved it. I wasn't sure. And you're like, no, no, I love that. That's perfect. I'm like, okay. I, hey, and hey, 
it was available. So mm-hmm. uh, this is this is not a a uh, the, the reason I'm babbling on not 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 is because this is not a a a snap thing. This has been brewing and gestating. Uh, we could have an orca. Don't they gestate for like three years? This is this is we've gestated this. We've both been pregnant with this concept um, of taking the black and tan challenge someplace else for three or four years now. And we're still challenging each other from the advanced fashion challenge, by the way. Yeah. I still have, I, she challenged me with pin tucks and I challenged you with, uh, not succotash, what's it called? Zardosi. Zardosi. And I know that you've been working on that. So yeah. uh, we will one day, we will probably one day, um, as part of the advanced fashion disruption, also have the advanced fashion challenge and that, that it will be, Obviously, nothing like the global voices of fashion, and we will probably make that a little more interesting um, with higher stakes. But uh, so that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. And and you know what? Student, indie, up and coming, or uh, Calvin Klein, you're all invited. You're all invited to create something in these colors, and we are going to... Um, editorialize them. We're going to photograph them. They're going to eventually be auctioned off to support advanced, uh, excuse me, uh, Angel for Fashion, uh, their their uh, project. And um, there will be a global winner. It's going to be amazing. There'll be a global winner and all and three categories. Of, in those three categories and all of the proceeds from those auctioned items are going to go directly to uh, the designers um, in need that we're working with through um, Angel for Fashion. And so, um, you know, I know that it's, it's not, we don't want to tell people, okay, so, you know, you're going to buy this dress online and um, we're just going to give the money to Angel for Fashion. Well, the fact is some of the designers in Angel for Fashion have different needs than other ones. And we want to be able to help them in a meaningful way for each of their dynamic problems. Um, Uh, Yeah. We want to be able to meet the needs as they present themselves and we will be transparent. Uh, Anytime there's, there's a, a nonprofit, it actually takes money to run the nonprofit. And we will be transparent about what that is. Um, and then when when uh, the situation in Ukraine stabilizes and Russia goes home to lick its wounds and the Ukrainians with their amazing spirits rebuild, we will begin to look at other places in the world. My, my eventual idea is that we have a bank of, this is a $3 trillion a year industry. My idea is that we should have a bank that every year fills to at least a billion dollars so that we can help anyone anywhere at any time in any way that we can, period, the end. That's my eventual goal. And the reality is the amount of money that fashion makes in this planet, on this planet, around this planet, should bear that, even as a minimum, to help people through some of these really just mind-boggling difficulties, whether it's war, 
or you're a design house that's been ravaged by COVID, or you're a design house that's been ravaged by knowledge loss. I mean, it's just... Fire your husband or wife or child or sick and, and you're not making enough to help. You, you're being evicted, you're building. There are so many, so many needs. You know, Megan, when, when I had a textile designer fabric showroom in Austin and later in Smithville, um, every year we had each semester of the year, three of them, uh, spring, uh, fall, and summer, we had a, a, a pool of $6,000 for students who could not afford us. Mm -hmm. So giving back to the... Um, uh, the community is is not a new thing for either of us. You gave away tens of thousands of dollars of fabric mm -hmm. to challenge people, and we we gave away each year like eighteen thousand dollars in fabric. We donated fabric to other people. Uh, some of some of the big name designers, we actually gave them fabric to help them uh, take the next step when they couldn't afford it. And 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 you know, it could be as simple as I my machine broke and I can't replace it. Well, here's a fund. We've just what, what do you need? Well, it's on the way, um, and, and that needs to happen. I mean, the music industry does that. The film industry does that. Uh, why the fuck doesn't the fashion industry do that? And we have to do it beyond borders. I want to be like Doctors Without Borders. We should not We should not just help our own because our own really is everyone. We're, we're, on one, we're one organism, people. If you're on the planet, you're of the planet. We're all one system. Well, and... The stark reality is that when funding is available for manufacturing here in the States, stuff like what happened in Detroit in the factory that you went to goes on as opposed to people who are actually needing a new machine to keep up with their orders that they do have. I mean, I like it. I'm still dumbfounded that they have, we got three orders. Well, how long is it going to take you to do those three orders? It'd be like a couple of weeks, right? <laughs> no, 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 apparently two years. Oh God. At any rate, let's not talk about the bad things while we're talking about the good things. That's true. I don't want to, I don't want to taint it. <laughs> hey, we saved the world today. We're going to save the world, Megan. I think we're going to really, really help some people who might have given up or might have not seen the bright side of what they're doing. And I know last week we talked about um, just so much sadness here in the United States with bullshit gun crap going on. Um, fuck the Texas government shit crap fuck you Dan Patrick <laughs> fuck you Greg Abbott and fuck you John Cornyn and fuck you Ted Cruz but I think that you know rolling out of um, that and getting back to the things that are going to be bright and shiny and that can bring smiles to people's faces and renew their faith in the other people that are in their fashion community is what we have to stand for. And so I'm excited and I'm, I'm like, let's get to it. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm, I am significantly older than you. You're what? Uh, 32. <laughs> I wish <laughs> I am a 48. So I, I'm a decade older than you and it's time for me to make legacy moves. I, I would like to, 
to leave the world a better place. I, I plan on staying alive till I'm 143, so I'm not nearly done. But um, I want to build a legacy that no one should ever have to turn tricks like I did to pay for an education or a sewing machine. Not that I hated turning tricks, but it was not always my choice. And what money does, this is the, this is the importance of money, people. Money, every dollar equals the ability to increase choices. So we are hoping that we can bring multitude of choices to people who want to be involved in this amazing industry. And we want to see designers of all of those skill levels grow um, through these challenges that actually benefit um, people Humanity. in real life situations. All right, mm-hmm. that we have we have laid the gauntlet. I'm excited about coming. doing this with you. I yeah, have no yeah, idea. You know, I, it's going to be amazing. I, I think that in another two weeks we should be able to uh, announce. Um, once we have the paperwork, I'm going to really start hitting my vendors and seeing who, uh, for tax write-off, would like to donate fabric. So, and I'm not even opposed to people. Um, if, if you want to be part of the challenge and you're a major label and and you've got a budget, uh, consider reaching out to us or to Jen Sittery if you like her and trust her more, which I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, and write us a check so we can buy fabric for everyone. I'm all I'm all hands on deck, people. The world is a shit show. Let's let's buy some Kleenex and start wiping asses. And and imagine how good that would make that label or that individual um, lover of fashion feel by seeing how many different pieces came out of that gift. And of so, their gift, yes. And donation, it will be a tax write-off for all of you wealthy motherfuckers uh, <laughs> because we will be, it'll be a nonprofit. I, mm-hmm. I mean, that's why we're doing it. I, 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 people, people need a reason. Uh, some people are, are doing things out of the goodness of their hearts, but I think when we're asking people for, for uh, a substantial amount of, of, of dry goods and textiles, I think it's good that they should at least get a tax write-off for it. So um, there, there's, there is the gauntlet and there is the ask. Uh, so, if And if you want to see some more information about it, um, hopefully Megan will have her um, SHIT together and there'll be a little blurb up on our website about it. Um, and you should be able to be redirected to our nonprofit very soon. Did you just spell shit? It's one of the kids in the room. No, she's here. Yep. Right in front of my face. Yep. Okay. Well, that's why you spelled shit. I'm like, <laughs> we, we've been dropping the F bomb all night long and suddenly she's spelling shit. Uh-huh. Uh, but, but, but Hey, Hey, look, I, I did an interview the other day and didn't say one cuss word. Uh, we, we can be appropriate, but we decided from the get-go that we were just going to put ourselves on here the way we are. And if you like us for the way we are, you've got the real thing. We're not going to pretend to be anyone that that is not us to get you to like. I'm not concerned with you people liking us. I'm concerned with you people listening to a couple of old haggard people who have worked literally in the trenches at all levels to help you to navigate out of the trenches and away from the abusers, the users, and the losers. I hear her. Is she drawing? She's totally drawing. She's getting she is... all of my pattern pens. <laughs> I, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to end this. <laughs> don't touch the scissors kid. Um, I'm going to end this uh, on a personal note with you. I want you to know that letting me talk with uh, 
Lana was very healing to me. Um, so thank you for that gift. I've, 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 I've had a hole in my heart all day, really missing goo on the verge of tears and getting to talk to Lana really was very uh, soothing and healing. So I really did enjoy that. That was a gift, whether you knew it or not. She, um, she gave me the look right as soon as she put the headphones on that she gave, would give me when she was in distance learning of should I turn the microphone off? And my heart almost broke <laughs> because <laughs> even though they would have this, you know, auditory back and forth, they did not, um, they, they weren't allowed to have their microphones on. And so her being, you know, giving me th this look of like, do I get to keep it on? And like, oh, I get to talk. It was great for her too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's something that no one's really thought about those kids, the background chatter of all the kids talking and all the kids learning together has been missing for two years. Yeah. That's not how life works. Life doesn't work in an orderly fashion. There's always uh, amazing amounts of information coming out of a multitude of mouths. And, and uh, it is sad that she's missed that, that she had to, to wonder, could she speak? Yeah. So right on. I, and I do hope to talk to her again. I wasn't just being a sweet old faggot uncle. I would love to talk to her again. She loves gunkles. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty cool people. Well, my dog is here letting me know that she uh, must have a tummy rub and possibly make out with me. So I'm going to tell you goodbye, um, and I will talk to you. Oh, uh, possibly on Wednesday we're going to start our guest um, our guest series, right? Yeah, so um, I'm – Yes, tomorrow. So I'm hoping that I get all of the back end done and that we release that. But it'll probably be a midday yeah, release. Yeah, but yeah. I'm so excited. Uh, if, not, uh, if not this Wednesday, then next Wednesday, we're going to start our guest series. Yeah. And uh, throw us a couple dollars for a cup of coffee at, uh, at Patreon uh, if you can. Because uh, this is starting to rack up some bills and uh, we're going to keep doing it. We're committed to it, but it sure would be nice if somebody would throw us a buck or two. Yeah. And um, let us know what you think about the challenge. We'd love to hear about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, we definitely want to hear about that. And if you don't reach out and tell us about it, we're going to be in your fucking email box demanding answers. You know me. <laughs> All right. Go scooch that puppy. <laughs> I love you, ma'am. All right. I love you too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening today to our bonus episode 7. You can listen to all of our episodes and all of our bonus content at advancedfashiondisruption.com. There you can click on voicesofglobalfashion.org. It is our new 5013C Seeking Status organization that we have started with Rachel Elspeth Gross. You can find it Rachel at rachelelspeth.com and all of the amazing projects that she does as a fashion historian. And Benson and I, again, want to thank you for joining us with this really great news about how you can help us save the fashion world. We hope you have a really great day.